0: Welcome back to the Dudes of Davey. Today is October the 1st. First day of October, there's a lot going on in sports, like like a ton ton going on. Uh, right now, my head's spinning with what's happening. Uh, we have a special show today. We're going to start off with just some high-level uh, what's going on in the world. We know it's been a little while since we've been on, and we, we want to catch up on a few things. But we have some special guests today. We have... Allison Greenberg and Vivian Miller. They're going to come on in a little while, and uh, we have some very, very interesting things to talk to them about. Uh, They're going to enlighten us with with a lot, okay? So the first thing I want to start with, which actually just happened like a couple hours ago, is there was a blockbuster trade in the NBA. Um, There was one that happened a day or two ago, but then the follow-up was today to kind of close it all out. I'm going to ask my co-host, I, I think I know his thoughts, uh, but I want to hear his thoughts on, on how the Eastern Conference now looks and also how the Blazers got this done.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like shocking Sunday, right? Like this is, you know, we're all going about our Sunday and all of a sudden comes over the wire that Drew Holiday is now a member of the Boston Celtics. Unbelievable. And listen, Drew Holiday is definitely my type of guy. He's an just an awesome team player. He's a Mil-
0: He's a Miller player.
1: He's a Miller player. He just yeah. is. He's a defender. He's tough. He's gritty. He can shoot. He's a little bit streaky. But, man, when you have him on your team as your third or fourth best player, I mean, that is... It's, I mean, he... And you know what? He
0: he opens up Derek White to do some other things. He takes a little bit of pressure off the perimeter defense for guys who need to really focus on scoring a little bit more. Uh, it, I, I think it's... I, I think it's... Definitely a move that puts them over the top. You know, they, they are a team that was close, like really,
1: really close. Well, um, well, well, how crazy it's going to be, because we all know that it's probably destined to be now when the Bucks play the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. That is just going to be a wild, uh, I think, a seven-game series. I think you're going to be looking at so many different plot lines and storylines. And I think, like you just touched on, that perimeter D of the Celtics right now between Tatum, Brown, and Holiday, I mean, how are you going to penetrate? How are you going to get into the? How are you going to get into the lane? I just don't understand.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Is, is yeah. I mean, it's it, and I think perimeter defense is more important than it's ever been. Obviously, with the three point shooting that's that's gone on in the league and the whole evolution of the game, that that defense is key, especially playing against certain teams that
1: possibly may come out of the Western Conference too. Um, but we'll see. I mean, well, what do you think though? I mean, do you think the Bucks right now are like, um, we didn't think about that of all the teams that he would have gone to. He went to the Celtics. I think the Bucks, or you think they, they were just done.
0: I think they were just done. I think they did what they needed to do to keep Giannis happy, Mm -hmm. to give him something that made him feel like we have a piece now that can actually put us over the top and don't leave us in a year right and right. and and keep him locked up in right. Milwaukee uh but i think i think there probably was a thought that the uh, blazers would possibly send him to the heat maybe the celtics so, maybe so, maybe another
1: team so i think now right you look at the bucks configuration two superstars and one also, like, a great player in Middleton. He yeah. gets, you know, often ignored. I know he's dealt with injuries the last couple of seasons, so he has to stay healthy in order for this team to really click. I do think if Middleton, again, is battling injuries. The Bucks are the, almost a very similar type of team. They might score more points, but I still don't think they're going to get to the finals if it's just, you know, Lillard and Giannis.
0: I was listening to someone talk about how it may be a wash between Holiday and Lillard. I don't fully believe that. I mean, Dame Lillard, offensively, is is... In my opinion, he's the closest thing to Steph in the NBA. However, his range yeah,
1: specifically. Yeah,
0: I mean, and and Steph may be a little bit better defender. I know Dame is not a very good defender, which that's that's the part where Holiday, you know, really adds a ton of value, right? So like, we probably will see that scenario
1: unfold, and it will be amazing you, to see. You mean Holiday guarding Lillard? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll oh, it's, see. It. It's gonna happen. Like we might see it like in prime time. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll t- I'll take the bet today. I will put my money today on Holiday and the Celtics to dispose of the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's that. There's the. There's the quick hot take out there.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously health, but yes, that that team is now constructed. I think to grind. They have a, They have a lot of experience too in the playoffs. Okay, so this trade was bananas and. The last point, and I think this is worth talking about for at least a minute, wow, on the Blazers, what they did to hold out and probably not make <laughs> too many friends in the league from a player's standpoint, but man, uh, a probably even owner standpoint.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, you and I both don't know enough about what happened behind the scenes, right? Right, right? We do not know what the conversations were like behind closed doors with Jim Cronin and Damian Lillard and his team. Maybe there were promises made that weren't kept. I'm sure stuff will come out at some point, but if we're just going to go to the business side of this and the roster retooling and reconfiguration that this guy has done in the last three to four months, it's incredible. Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, obviously he has uh, now a Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. and he's got all and he's got um, I don't know four or five first round picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he re- and DeAndre Ayton. I mean. He has gotten a lion's share, a, a king's ransom to now look back at his ownership team and say, all right, so you gave me the leeway. Look what I did. Right. I mean, right. we are now positioned to not only be competitive this year, but we've got picks upon picks. So I, you you and I are, look, you and I are not diehard Heat fans. You no. love the Heat. But, I love the Heat, but, but not diehard. Not yeah. diehard. And I think, you know, you have to take a step back right now and say, man, if I was a Blazers fan, I am really stoked as to our future right now. Look, the uh, the
0: they did what they had to do for their franchise, right? Yes, has Dame been with them for a long time? Is there some level of loyalty you owe him, possibly? Yes, to a degree. However, but yes, for a trade, yes, for a trade. It is what it is. It's not like they sent him to a non-contender, okay? You can't make, uh, it, in my opinion, you can't make, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Kobe or Jordan, you can't make a trade demand and then tell them exactly where you want to go. It obviously hamstrings you. That team then knows that they don't have to give you everything, right? So, okay, you ask for a trade. You still went to a contender, right? Like, you're going to a contender. Milwaukee may not be as much fun as Miami. I get it, but it is what it is. Like I, I From that standpoint, I'm okay. Like you said, there's more things that we may not know but if that's the case I, I i'm fine with it and by the way
1: i just i would love confirmation that dame when they was when he was really forced to pick a couple other teams that supposedly it was Milwaukee and Brooklyn right i mean again I, i'm as you know optimistic about a team before the season but like Brooklyn is a contender that, yeah i don't know so maybe that wasn't an ask but if it was yeah and you look back on the situation you're like hey man we we did right by you
0: like Dame's a top 75 player of all time based on I I don't know who picked that, but it's great. He's look, he's going he's going to be a Hall of Famer, the whole thing. If he wants to make a mark on this league, the Blazers actually just gave him a chance. Okay, so you can't really be that upset. He has a chance now to do something to increase his legacy. Okay, that's
1: it. Like, what else could you ask for as a player? Completely agree, and uh, can't wait to talk more about it as we get closer to the season. But man, these two trades in the last you know few days have uh, have definitely shaken up a bunch of cities.
0: Oh, they're they're wild. Um, I, I did not expect anything close to this, <laughs> um, but I like it. Real quick, NFL. I, what, what are your high level thoughts on the NFL? We don't have to talk about. I know you've talked about this plenty. We don't have to talk about Rogers and the Jets. Listen, listen, I, listen. I know tonight we almost did it. We almost did a Shiva call
1: pod, but uh, dedicated it, to Aaron. And uh, but listen. but I didn't think Stefan was in the right state of mind for that. So I'm, I'm probably still not in the right state of mind because <laughs> the fact that the Chiefs are playing at the Jets tonight, it's on Sunday Night Football, and if Aaron Rodgers was playing Mahomes, we'd all be super excited to see the matchup, and people would predicting scores of like 37-30. Meanwhile, right now the spread is eight and a half, and I think that's because, I don't know, I think the, the bookies are just you know, looking to the Jets to just muster up some sort of like soul, soul-searching effort tonight. But, but I think we have two
0: guests who are looking forward to the matchup tonight, because uh, a, a certain Taylor Swift will be in the house, which we're going to ask
1: them about later on. She, she is, she's apparently now a part of the NFL fiber. Uh, we, we are going to have these guests in about two minutes talk a little bit about that. But let's, look, right now, the Dolphins are playing at the Bills. They're 3-0. The Eagles are 3-0. They're playing the Commanders. Uh, what do I think so far? I'm not sure what to think. I think the Lions had a great win on Thursday night against the Packers, even though the Packers aren't great. Um, I think the Jets could be in for a long season. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you're going to an Eagles game next weekend. I am. I'm, I'm going to SoFi for the first time to see the
0: Eagles-Rams. So that'll be exciting. Uh, I'm sure some Eagles fans traveled for this. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm excited about how the Eagles have started. I think they look good. I, I know Jalen, people were like, oh, I don't know if Jalen's looking so great right now. But you know what? It's early in the year. I'm happy with how they're playing in the trenches. All good. The Dolphins, I'm still getting heat from what I said the last podcast because they look a little bit better than what I had suggested. However, long season. Yeah, all right? we'll, exactly. We'll, we'll see what's going on. I look. I think a lot of this is is playing out a little bit how we expected um, mm-hmm. so far. However, um, you know, I'm impressed by a couple of these rookies. I'm impressed by. Uh, certain teams that yeah I and mean, yeah, the looks, Lions
1: I you know I think they're a real contender. You see C.J. Stroud for the Houston Texans is really playing really well for a, I think he's the first rookie to ever have three 300 yard games in a row. Yep. I think you got Sam Laporta is actually living up to the billing as the tight end on the Lions. Yep. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's great for the NFL when these young players are making an impact early on. That's fun.
0: It is great, especially when the quarterbacks can come in and actually deliver early on, right? I think I, that. That gives you even more hope that, like, more and more quarterbacks as they come out, they can actually deliver right away instead of sit for a couple years. You get to see the product quickly.
1: Definitely seeing the other side of that. So I think the last topic we're going to quickly touch on before our special guest is we are, in fact, doing this pod on the last day of the Major League Baseball regular season. Most of the playoff positions have been locked in. Uh, kudos to you. Congratulations on your Phillies. And congratulations locally on the Marlins. Uh, they fought tooth and nail. They looked like they were a lock in the first half. Then they went on a tailspin, and it looked like it was touch and go, and their hopes were on life support. But they figured it out with a couple without a couple of their best players. And they are now in the postseason. And uh, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Cardinals are all missing the postseason for the first time, and I believe it's like 30 or 40 years. It's amazing. It's so, amazing.
0: I, actually, next weekend I may be going to the Dodgers – first divisional game. Obviously, we don't know who they're playing, but uh, it's going to be a, a sports uh, bonanza next weekend for me. So I like I'm, it. I'm, I'm excited. Um, who, who, who's your prediction
1: to win the World Series this year? Listen, I'm going to piggyback off of what one of our uh, baseball gurus said many months ago. Uh, I may or may not have taken that bet uh, with Vegas, and I think the Braves uh, bring home the World Series.
0: The Braves are so good, um, and it, it annoys me because the Phillies will I mean, Phillies would have to get through them to even get to the NLCS. So, you know, that that is quite the challenge. I mean, Acuna is hands down the NL MVP. It's not even close. Uh, actually, Betts Bet- is somewhat close. Outside of that, it's right. not even close. Um, and then they have three or four other guys who are playing amazing baseball on the offensive side. So, yeah, I mean, it's the playoffs will be pretty awesome. So
1: we're both calling the Braves?
0: I'm calling the birds, okay, too. So both I, I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're just so good.
1: All right, so I do think it is time for our special guests to join us. When we say special, um, I'm not sure if, I mean, with all due respect to everybody out there, I'm not sure it gets more special for uh, my co-host Lonnie and I, as uh, we are welcoming our two daughters, uh, our two eldest daughters, Allie Greenberg and Vivian Miller. Welcome to the podcast, girls.
2: Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: So uh, I'll kick it off to Lonnie to, to start some of the Q&A with them. So, so real quick, uh, Vivian,
0: you excited to be here?
3: Yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Allie, you excited to be here?
3: Yes, I could not wait to be here. All
0: right, good. All right, well, we're, we're super excited to have you both, too. Uh, okay, so let's start with the big question. I I really, we touched on it earlier, but what what's your just take on this Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing? First of all, how much do you both love Taylor Swift?
2: I, she I think she's my bet my favorite
3: artist she her music just is amazing. How about you Allie? She's so inspiring I love all her songs she's like the best singer in the whole entire world. I love listening to her and dancing like crazy when I listen to her She's just like brings happiness to me
2: it, I definitely agree with what with everything Allie said
0: did, did you girls know who Travis Kelsey was before? This good question. Good question.
2: Yes, but I didn't it didn't really come to mind to me. Now that they're hanging out, now that they're hanging out, um, I think I've gotten to hear about him definitely more often than than you would if Taylor Swift was not hanging out with him.
3: Yeah, so like I've seen him in Super Bowls and like all of that. So I I know who he is. Like, I don't like I don't think like I don't think he's like a random person in mind like I know who he is but, like I haven't heard as much as I do now with Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift's like so famous that now like she that like now Travis Kelsey's coming up more and Travis Kelsey's really famous now too so,
1: so so basically just so we're clear for the two of you and I think for millions of girls age call it even like eight to 18. Taylor Swift has put Travis Kelsey on your map. Like, you, is that correct? Yes.
2: yes. Like we knew him before, but now we know him even better. Now you better. really know him, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just really
0: quickly, uh, Travis Kelsey is no doubt a first ballot
1: NFL Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest tight ends of all time. I think. I mean, minimum, minimum is top three. Yeah. Right? Because you have him, Tony Gonzalez, and Rob Gronkowski. Right, exactly. Yeah,
0: no, no he, he, I think he's in that group. He's got two Super Bowls. He's and he's got eight hundred receptions, seventy, 70 touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he's unbelievable. So that that's just a quick football uh, knowledge drop for you. Is that was that helpful? Yeah, yeah
3: definitely. Okay. Yeah, and he's like really good
0: too. Yes, he is. All right, so uh, the, we, we got that out of the way. So I'm I'm happy about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my co-host has another question for this crew.
1: Yeah, you know, girls, obviously, you know, we've been coaching both of you in basketball for the last several years. Uh, It's been an amazing experience that started actually because of COVID, right? The four of us, uh, you know, there would be a group of us that would go and every Thursday from 530 to 7, we'd play basketball on your your court. So I'm curious for you, Allie, uh, what has it been like to play for your dad? Um, And, you know, how does it feel, you know, what does it feel like to be out on the court knowing that like your dad is the coach?
3: Yeah, I have never like since what, since COVID when Brookie, me, Vivian and Brandon were all playing with you guys, I never expected to be on an actual team. And then right when I stepped on the court with the team, I was so excited and I was even happier to have my I was so I was even happier to have my dad and my uncle as coaches. They always brought me happiness and they make me feel more inspired and like, I've just been having such a good experience with the team. And, like, I have had so much funny experiences with them. For example, um, there's this tall girl on our team named Halen, and me and Emma were, like, the short ones on the team. So we were always, like, playing around with the ball. And it was just, like, so funny. And, yeah.
0: Cool. And, um,
1: and that, that was a great, by the way, that was a great answer, Allie. And we didn't even have to pay you money to, to say that. So that was a really good answer. Very good answer.
2: I definitely agree with whatever, with, with, like, what Allie said, and I, I've, I've never had to worry about, because some parents don't ever come, I've never had to worry about not having a family member never come, because my dad, my dad and my uncle were always on my, on the court, and so is my cousin, so I never had to worry about that, but I have, I've, I've always had a great experience with them, and I definitely feel like I have a lot more to learn, and, When I see other dads and their daughters comes to basketball, their dads make them do it. They don't want to do it. I love it because my dad doesn't make me do it, but when you see, like, another dad and a daughter, it's like the dad's always yelling at the daughter. Compared, my dad will just say, make sure when we go home, let's work on this, let's go practice. I, I think you're doing great on this, but I think we can work a little better on this. And also, like Allie said, we've had tons of funny experiences on and off the court with our friends. We've definitely had many play dates with them. For example, me, Allie, and this girl, Callista, we used to um, do World Wars. We ended up at World War Five it's basically where you can where you have to dribble and whoever makes the most baskets wins hmm. it's definitely tons of fun but very very um
1: competitive yes very
2: <laughs> we start screaming like who be baba and <laughs> gibberish oh,
1: okay
2: it's definitely really fun <laughs> and on. um
0: where's my translator hold on <laughs> and then um
2: i have so many more funny experiences with like my whole team and i and i love like Right when I stepped on the court, I've, I've always loved playing
3: since
1: then. Well, I mean, we could we could tell you on behalf of, you know, uh, my co-host here as our, as our co-head coaches for the two of you, um, it's been an amazing experience for us, right? It's been an amazing experience to watch you both grow, to watch you both, you know, practice and, and get better at a sport. But really, just to also be a part of a team and to support each other no matter what. And when somebody makes a mistake or somebody's not feeling great, like you, you just help them feel better about it and you move on to the next play. So it's been a really great experience for, for the two of us.
0: Yeah. I, look, that was always our goal was the first part, which is we did not want you to do it if you didn't want to do it. Right. So we're happy that you both want to do this. Right. But we tell you if there's any point where you say this isn't what we want to do, either of you, then you don't do it. Right. So we love that you've let us come along for the ride with you on this. Uh, and it's been fun. We've had a lot of different teams, a lot of different personalities. And, uh, we, you know, ultimately, you being on a team, I think you learn a lot. Just being on that team, we're not expecting anyone to be superstars. Just know your role. Know, play for your teammates. I think you learn a lot just just being a part of that. So um, it's been great. Uh, we we've loved to, We've loved every minute of it
1: and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, I wanted to ask you one more question. What would you tell other girls out there that are listening right now uh, who, they might be younger, they could be seven, they could be eight, they could be nine, but what would you tell them, is one or two things you'd want them to know about before they jump into you know a sport like basketball?
3: I just want all these younger old girls to all know that they have courage and they're awesome no matter what sport they play. And even if you don't play a sport, you're still awesome, and you make a big change in the world. You, um, I want the girls to know that uh, it's amazing to have an experience in all of these sports and to just play with a team. They get to know more people. They get to have more fun experiences. And I just really recommend it to all these girls out there.
1: I just want to say... Um, obviously what you just heard is from Allie and, and and that's exactly who Allie is but Allie is also right now training for a triathlon and she's playing tennis so Allie is absolutely has broadened her horizons on other sports and and opportunities that she's trying to you know push through so but I thought that was great that was really great advice Allie and great suggestion and and how about you Viv same question for you what would you tell people out there that are listening that are thinking oh I don't know I'm too slow, I'm too little, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I can really, like, play basketball. What would you say to them?
2: I also definitely agree with what Allie said. You're never not enough for anyone. Like, you're never not small, you're never not, like, quiet. Like, I used to be quiet, definitely, in front of other people. But as I started joining a team, I I knew I had to get unshy and get more outgoing because I knew if I was going to play with these girls for a season... I would need to get to know them and have a little fun with them. But also, with like Allie said, you're also what I'm about to say is like always believe that you can do whatever you want to do. Like, put your mind on something, don't take it off of it. If it is your life, then go for it. If you're too little, you're not too little. You just you you need to do whatever you can to be good. I had the littlest girl on my team. She was probably the best player. And so no matter how tall you are, I had the tallest player player, she was actually decent depending on how we got her. And I definitely agree whatever you want to do, go do it.
0: Those are, those are great points. And and Viv, I think you touched on something that's really important is you know, being on a team, work hard, work on your work on your craft, but teammates, especially in basketball, right? The chemistry that you build between your teammates, a lot of it comes off the floor too, right? Just how you That's communicate right. with each other, if you like each other, where you play hard for each other. So I think I think you went in with the right mindset.
3: I'm also adding on to something. So. Mm-hmm. On the court, I'm one of the smaller players and I just keep on working hard and I just want all these people that think they're not good enough to play or they're too tall or they're too short to just know that you can just play no matter what. Like, I'm a short player and I love playing no matter my height or anything. I just want everyone to know that size or uh, or looks or anything does not matter how you play basketball.
1: And by the way, this game... Almost every game, Lon and girls, it's about the mental part. It's all mental because if, if you believe in yourself, no one else can take that away from you. So when you go out on that court, short, tall, slow, fast, if you're if you're committed mentally to be in that game, you're going to play in a certain way, and you'll be able to make up for some of those you know weaknesses that you think you have and turn them into a positive. Because you'll figure out a way to say, "Listen, I I belong here. I want to play this game. I'm going to give my team my all, and I'm going to give them everything I've got." So I think that's that's very very true in terms of your, your mentality. I,
0: one thing I want to say, to piggyback on that, is I think the biggest, I think the the place where the two of you have grown the most. Not saying that you weren't you weren't good at this before, but I think you both have been have gotten much better at letting plays go and not getting emotional during the game and keeping your head focused on the game and just understanding that you're going to do the best that you can. And this is a game where mistakes are always going to happen. So you just have to accept it. I think that's where you two are definitely growing more than most that I'm
1: seeing at your age. Great, honestly, great body language from the two of you. Very rarely did you know Alani or I look on the court and say, wow, look at Allie having her head down, or look at Viv not running back on defense. It wasn't like that. You two understood. You're going to make a mistake, right? But what do you do? It's what you do right after that mistake mm. that matters more. It's how you respond to that. Yes, Viv, what were you going to say?
2: Um, I would like to say, basically, if you have, this is what I'm learning in school today. If you have a bad mindset, you're never going to do, you're never going to get anything like done in life. That just, that's just in general. It's no matter, it's no matter what you play. If you don't have a good mindset, you're never going to make it in life. If, for example, say my, a basketball friend was like, Oh, that shot was horrible. I should have shot it better. Like my, co- like Coach Stefan said, always hit the backboard. And I, well, me and Ally would say, don't give yourself a hard time. Right. You, you need. To, you, it doesn't matter. We, you just play harder on defense now. That, that's you just gotta run back. It's not about the play that happens before. You gotta look to what. You don't go back to the past. That the that. Those plays in the past are the past. The plays in the future are the future. You just yeah. need to think about what you're doing in that exact moment.
0: Right. A lot of times you see, and look, I I was playing pickup basketball before I broke my arm, but uh, which was, you know, that's a whole other story. That could be a whole other podcast <laughs> on why guys my age shouldn't play basketball. But you know, I think you, you both have learned if you're not shooting well, okay, fine. It's not fun. How can I add value in another way? during this game. Okay, maybe you're playing great defense. You know what, that might be more important than hitting a couple shots, honestly. So I I think both of you do a really good job at that. Um, Allie, one last thought, and then uh, we have another question for you. Okay,
3: so I'm class cheer in my class, so I find all these different quotes and all these different cheers, and one of these quotes like, really is an inspiration one, and I just wanna say it, Uh, so it's like, It's when you're on the court. So this is what the speech is. uh, This is what the quote's about. So when you're on the court, you you don't go back because you can't go to the past. You just have to move on. And one of these quotes is the so the past happened. So that happened already. So you can't go back. The future is going to happen, but that didn't happen yet. And the present is a gift. So enjoy it.
0: I like that. Good I, quote. I think that's a good quote. All right, now let's lighten it up a little. Um, what stories do you have about the two me and me and uh, my co-host of coaching that you think was funny?
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out there. So uh, to the audience, our first season ever, nobody knew how to play. We won what we won most games ten, nine or eleven, ten, mm-hmm. and we lost in the finals in overtime. And then our second season we won the championship. So we've had some we've had some great ups and some great downs, but we'd love to hear you two make fun of the the two of us for whatever you can remember. Go for it. Uh-oh.
3: Okay, so I'm going first here. So I thought the funniest thing is when we score a basket or anything and you guys get excited, you always jump like a bunny and <laughs> you get really excited it's, and you put your arms across each other and jump like crazy the, and then me and Emma Shea at the end of the game and Vivian, we're all like making fun of you guys. <laughs> I,
0: I, think, I think you're talking about me, <laughs> possibly more. <laughs> but yes, I, I do get excited
1: every time you guys score, all of you, all right? I get very excited. Listen, in, in fairness to my, my co-host here and my co-head coach, um, when the game's 11-10 or 10-8, a basket's really important. So our level of excitement is really high. Look,
0: we're both pretty competitive too. But, you know, look, I think the biggest thing is I'm just excited for all of you because I, I, I know that feeling when you score in a game. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a cool feeling. And it kind of feels like all the work that you put in, you're kind of
1: you get to feel that euphoria. All right, Viv. So what about you? Let's hear a little, uh, little, <laughs> little uh, ribbing um, here.
2: I would like say s- to say something to my dad. Okay, It's middle of game. He screams every single play. He screams. He screams. He screams. I have a loud family. I really do, <laughs> and I'm saying this to myself too. But my dad, you can hear his echo from the other gym, which is across the whole entire um, area at the JCC.
1: Listen, guilty is charged, um, it's passion too um, loud it's never been negative though right never, never negative never.
2: it's always like yeah yeah <laughs> go you better jump on that shot next time hurry up <laughs> run faster
1: yeah but, but it's but it's positive
0: though positive
3: though. you go girl
0: there you go there you go it's always positive and it's and it's always to our team
1: yes
3: i have one more about uncle stefan so whenever we do stretches he always uses his belly button
1: oh when you're doing the flamingo Flamingo he's this like, might be t- this might be too much information for all like, of
3: he's like touch your belly button that helps you with more balance oh and one
2: time he pressed too hard into his belly button and then the shirt stayed and all of us are like laughing so hard and he's like what are you guys laughing at
1: I do remember that that was unfortunate yeah, yeah that was unfortunate
2: that was with like um helen Dylan yep. no not helen Dylan I'm
1: yeah, okay. but I I will tell you that um, I'm sure you have a lot more stories, and if you, the more you think about it, the more funny things you'll think about. We have just had the best time coaching the two of you. Really, truly, we we love you both. We love seeing the the girls you've become. We love seeing the players that you've grown into. And you know, right now we're in a part of our, we're a part of the basketball learning curve where you guys are starting to you know the pace is getting quicker and the practices are getting more complicated. And um, we love the fact that you guys are going a couple times a week and giving your A plus effort. It really it's a testament to both of you as as people, not just as players, but as people. You guys going to these practices and giving your A plus effort. So right, you're
0: you're in some tough practices now, and even if you don't, it doesn't feel like it. You're you're getting better, and like we said, you you. You make the decision on whether or not you want to keep going. Uh, we support whatever you want
1: to do. So no, no, we're no. proud of you. We're going to have you guys back on. It could be in a few months from now. And obviously, uh, Allie, we wish you the best of luck in your triathlon coming up in a few weeks. We think it's going to be amazing. Uh, we're all going to be rooting for you and really excited for you.
2: Thank I am I also want to say, I'm speaking for me and Dally, that we love having you guys as our coaches. And I definitely feel like I've grown more with you guys. I would not want anyone else as my coach. Also, because I get to pick some other stuff that we do sometimes and do the plays and that stuff. So I get to read before the game, sneak peek. Um, <laughs> you, you, so you, I also you like
0: the access. We get it. We get it. Yep, <laughs> I
2: get too much.
0: All right.
1: And I
2: love uh, you guys as coaches to us. Uh, We love
1: you too. We love you guys too. And this has been an awesome first podcast with our oldest daughters. It has. Very special. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We look forward to having them back on in the future. And uh, I guess the next time we speak though... I will tell our viewers, obviously, follow us on uh, Apple and Spotify. Um, make sure to look out for our new Twitter handle and Instagram that's going to be coming in the next 30 to 45 days. And we have a couple pods coming up with some special guests that are we think are really going to blow your minds from a, from a relay, relay, reliability standpoint and from an information standpoint. We have some key guests coming on.
0: Yes, I'm excited about these guests. These are, these are major guests. Anyway. I uh, want to meet them. All right. And, and Ali and Viv want to meet them. Well, thank you again, both of you, um, and to my co host. And we'll, we will talk to you soon. Enjoy all the sports. Thank Be well. You.